And welcome back to obviously the best podcast ever. We're very humble. And we're also your very humble, amazing host. I'm Lily. I'm MJ. And I am possibly the humblest and amazingest of all, Annabelle. Sure. This week, we kind of 100% let Annabelle choose the topic. It was her birthday. Yeah, so. well, we wrote this on my birthday, but then we got busy. But this week, we are talking about AI and robotics. What am I even going to talk about in the art segment? Um, I honestly don't know. The art of picking the color of your cat? Wait, robot? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> What if I just change my segment to miscellaneous? Yeah, that's a good idea. Alright, well, let's get this show on the road. Today we're starting with a little segment I like to call, What the Heck is a Robot? Hello, and welcome what to What the, the Heck, heck, is, a heck robot? is a Robot? The heck is a robot? This segment will provide a little bit of insight on what a robot is, making it easier to understand the rest of the episode. So let's get started. Most robots have three essential things that make them, well, a robot. They set robots apart from things like toasters, washing machines, and vacuums. These things are sensors, actuators, and programs. A robot's sensors allow it to perceive the environment around it, just like our eyes, ears, and fingers. Robots use cameras to see, microphones to hear, and sensors to feel. Not all robots have the same types of sensors, though. It depends on what they do. And some of the sensors are very different from human senses. But without these sensors, a robot wouldn't be able to do anything. It would just be a computer. The second thing ro- that robots need are actuators, which let robots move around. These are kind of like our legs, feet, and hands. But for robots, they are most likely motors and wheels. The third and final thing that robots need are programs. Programs let a robot think and act on its own. Based on its experience, this is called autonomy. We humans do it too. All right, time for a quick history. Welcome, everyone. Hope you have your history pants on. Quick note, you should have pants on already. (laughs) I'm wearing pants. It is assumed that you are wearing pants. This is a pants on production. Thank you. The word robot was first used by Czech playwright Carol Kapek in 1921 in his play Rossum's Universal Robot. But robotics had been around for hundreds of years before that. Mm-hmm. In 350 BCE, Greek mathematician Archiatus built a mechanical bird that moved with the help of steam power. He named it the Pigeon. He was good at creating things, not so much at naming things. Yeah. And then the ancient Egyptians had clocks where little figures hit bells every hour. I'm sure you've seen pictures of them. And this happened by the rate of water. And Leonardo da Vinci, pretty sure you know who he is, you should, created a mechanical light design, among others. Fast forward a lot to 1939, where the robot Electro made an appearance at the World Fair. Then in the early 1940s, Isaac Asimov, who, let me tell you, has some amazing facial hair. Like, he has some serious (laughs) eyebrows. It's awesome. He created the three laws of robotics, which many following writers used. Then, as time went on, we became more and more interested in the ideas of robots. The first IE, I, well, AIs were turtles that could find their way around using sensors, which we learned about in What the Heck is a Robot? 
and they were created by William Gay Wal Gray Walter in 1948. Fast forward a bit to the, to the 90s, where robots were taking hold. The web had already been created in 1989. Robotics was going strong until about 2000, when interest suddenly dropped off. Until about 2011, where Apple's Siri first made an appearance. Suddenly, robotics was back. And from there, we've been going strong with robots everywhere. Now in our houses, our phones, our cars, and a lot more. Now it is time for science. This week, we are talking about AI and robotics. So I'm obviously going to talk about the science behind it because that's kind of what my segment is called. And yes, I do know that it is literally 100% science, okay? And I might also tell you how to build one, but not really, because, like, I've never built a robot, but, like, maybe. I'll try. <laughs> Let's start off with building your simple robot. I'm not going to explain too much, because we went over it and what the heck is a robot, but, like, you know, I mean, kind of explain it. The first thing you have to do when building your robot is decide what are you going to use it for. Are you building a robot to do your laundry, wash the dishes, to build a robot army and take over the world? To work in an area that humans can't work in. Let's say you want to build a robot to build more robots. This is not to take over the world, okay? You will first want, need to build the parts for the robot so it can easily make other robots. Then you have to code it or make a program so that it knows how to assemble other robots. When you're coding an AI robot, you have to model the brain somewhat kind of after a human brain. So it is able to learn and adapt, or autonomy. One more thing you have to remember is to add a code that tells the robot not to take over the world. Annabelle. What? It's true. And also, add a button, preferably a red one, that manually overrides the AI robot in case it decides to take over the world. Uh, uh, uh so it doesn't uh, take over the world. Duh. No, why red? Um... Because it looks cool. Okay. Now you may be wondering how exactly is AI more useful than a robot that, you know, you kind of have to tell exactly what to do. AI is useful because it can do things that humans can't, but also, like, that they can, but it just, you know, it's different. It makes life easier. Yeah. Like... A normal robot could do the same things, probably, but, like, you'd have to tell it exactly what to do. AI can problem-solve. If something unexpected happens in a normal robot's environment, it would just melt down and possibly explode. I know oh, you're thinking, could you program a robot to problem-solve? Well, if you did, that would kind of be making the robot AI, sort of, like, slightly. Um, yeah. And if there's nothing else that will make you want AI robots to exist. Well, then it just helps make humans, like, do stuff that they want to do. And I know MJ is probably going to talk about this, but I'm also going to list my top three robots. By the way, I'm not ordering these. Let's start off with one of the most famous AI robots, Sophia. I just think that it's really cool that we have such a smart robot. Sophia is, like, really almost human- in, like, the smartness area, like, you know, brain. AI and is, I think, the first AI robot who got citizenship. And she got citizenship in Saudi Arabia, by the way. Um, 
The next robot may not entirely count as a robot, I just think it's cool. And by the way, I'm talking about self-driving cars. We don't really have an, any entirely self-driving cars, but when we do, that will be awesome. And the last and final, but not least, robot is, drumroll please, Pepper! Not the thing that you put on your food. Pepper is a robot whose whole purpose in life is to make others happy, which I think is really cute. It is. Yeah. Now that's all for a little Definitely. Now on to MJ's new-ish segment. Welcome to my new segment, Miscellaneous. Annabelle has instructed me to talk about some geeky robots that I don't know anything about, so, yeah. Um, R2-D2 is a robot in Star Wars who's very helpful and blue and white and delivers a message, I think? Obi-Wan Kenobi, you are my only hope. Yeah, that. Then there's C-3PO, who is a robot made by Anakin, a.k.a. Darth Vader. If they haven't watched it by now, they never will. I didn't start watching it until a couple of weeks ago. You guys, cool it. Fine. Fine. Anyway, I'm going to do something actually fun to listen hey, to now. Hey, robots are fun to listen about. And, well, is it fun to listen to me talk about the love life of Gail Hawthorne from The Hunger Games? Or talk about the drama between Megan and Emma from Mother Daughter Book Club? Okay, okay, or- I get it. It's not fun to even hear you mention it. So I can see how it would be kind of annoying. <sighs> okay, good. Here are a couple of the world's coolest AI websites you can interact with at home. My favorite is Symantris, a fun it's word really association fun. game, mm-hmm. which now that I'm saying it sounds totally boring, but trust me, it is not. So there are two ways to play, arcade and blocks. I like arcade, more fast paced, but some might prefer blocks, more thinking time. Anyway, try it out. It helps to develop this AI's brain, so you'll be basically fueling robot revolution to take over the world. So, oh, Or yeah. you could be like me and accidentally break its brain because like, my brain associates the strangest things together. Did you know that Elon Musk, creator of the Tesla and SpaceX, thinks that robots will one day take over the world? Like I said, I'm stopping robots. (laughs) Next is another game called Quick Draw. It's basically Pictionary, but a robot guesses. Then there's the Infinite Drum Machine. Just go try it out. Now for the top three coolest robots. Starting with Mars, or Modular Advanced Armed Robotics System. It's a small armed robot that works for the military. It has non-lethal lasers that can blind people and even grenade launchers. And nobody launchers. is worried about this? How cool would it be to have a robot that can protect you? And it's kind of cute. Kind of. Next is Q the Cleverbot, an AI creation that has a personality. You communicate with it through text, and it can respond like a human. It can even send memes. <laughs> Next is Mick, your new real-life personal assistant. Not like Siri or Alexa or Google. Mip is a robot that can get whatever you need. A real assistant. It can carry things for you on its little serving tray and responds to hand gestures and words. It works like Bluetooth, so you don't need Wi-Fi either. I'm asking for that for Christmas. But even though these are super cool, AI could be dangerous. What? Like I said earlier, even the guy who invented the Tesla. Yeah, him. Even he admitted that robot takeover is a big possibility. So yeah, remember that the next time you build one. Or see one. Anyway, that's all for my segment. On to the book club. I'm so excited. Welcome, book club listeners. This week, we are going to have some very good books to talk about. Can I go first? Okay, 
My book for this week is The Wismob and the Grenadine Kid about a boy named Charlie Fisher who experiences something amazing, a heist. But not the usual bank robbers and ski masks. No, these robbers weren't working rough, as they say. This is a coordinated, large-scale pickpocketing. Smooth fingers dug into pockets unseen and sly movements distracted unwitting marks. But Charlie soon realizes that he's been targeted too. His beautiful engraved Schaefer Imperial pen is missing. Charlie finds himself part of the mob when he saves one of the pickpockets from the fuzz or police and gets tangled in a web of deceit and trickery that could affect the world over. Written by Colin Malloy and with illustrations by Carson Ellis, this book will sweep you off your feet, and I would totally suggest it with a five-star review Yeah, I just finished reading it, and it is really good. It is pretty good. You'll never guess how it ends. Yeah. It will blow your mind. I'd recommend it to 11 and up because 12-year-olds talk about kissing and some drink champagne, but they're not exactly role models, and there is a disclaimer to say that they don't condone it. So, condone? yeah. They don't like it. They say it's a bad oh, okay. thing. And MJ, I think you might have forgotten, possibly, in my opinion, the most important part of the book. Oh, no. Do you have to do this with every book yes, you read? Yes, no, I do. No, no, no. No! Well, I won't spoil it. Something amazing in this book is it possibly has the biggest, most possible ship in the generation of the books I've read. Wait, you have to explain what oh, a ship it's is. it's not an actual ship, but it does have a pretty big ship in it. Ship as in relationship, as in no. people together. No. I'm not telling them. She, by the way, she made this up. It's not actually no, a real thing. Just said have made it up real. I just said it's the biggest possible one that isn't real. So Okay. <laughs> so, Annabelle, how about you You're do your book? I guess. Okay, the book I would like to talk about is called Sal and Gabby Break the Universe by Carlos Hernandez. It is about a boy named Sal and a girl named Gabby. Sal is a magician, and he has the power to transport things between universes. They both go to the same school, obviously, which is a school for the arts, and start out, like, literally hating each other, but then they become friends. This book is really interesting. They have some Spanish in it, but you'll be fine even if you don't speak Spanish, like me. I do speak Spanish, not to brag, and Latin, and English. Duh. You speak Latin? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I also really like all the characters and have already done what I do best that apparently they hate me doing, and I've shipped two characters together, which will never uh. get together because the author isn't as smart as me because I'm possibly the smartest person in the universe. I don't think... I don't think that's why they want it together, but keep telling yourself that. This book is in the perspective of a 13-year-old, so it has, like, some more mature stuff in it, I guess, but, like, not really. Like what? I need examples. Well, like, they fake curse, but never, a, like, a real bad word, but, like, I don't know. Stuff. Uh, but I would still recommend it to, like, kids. How old? Um, it depends, as long as you won't say any bad words. I think pro. Probably 11 and up, maybe? I don't know. Well, that's it for this week. (laughs) We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you like the show, leave a five-star review. And And subscribe to hear all of our new episodes as soon as they'll go out. You'll be the first to know. Oh, and I almost forgot. I decided to tell you guys a random fact about Hello World podcast each episode. 
this week's random fact is we have listeners in five countries. Also, another random bonus fact is my cat is now helping me record. Um, so, check out the show notes for this cool, for all the cool programs and, you know, books and stuff mentioned in this episode. And for all the details on the books as well from this week. We hope you enjoyed. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. Bye.